how are ya? Rise and shine, my friends. It is 8 o'clock on the dot. It is Saturday morning. It is November the 5th. I'm first warning meteorologist Eric Burris. This is Coffee Talk. We get together seven days a week in the morning to chat about what's going on in the world of weather, hopefully getting your day started off on the right note, and hopefully, 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 maybe putting a smile on your face. I love to chat about weather and let's do it. Top two things we are monitoring this morning, certainly impacted by the tropics on both sides. Yeah, it may be November, but there's a reason hurricane season runs through the end of November because we are tracking the tropics and beach concerns, its local impacts. There is a lot to discuss. So let's get right to it. And let's just begin with uh, where we're at in Central Florida this morning. Here's a look at our Tower Cam network. And it is a lovely start to the day here in the metro area. Current temperatures are, as you see on the bottom of your screen, running in the 70s. Let's take you over to Lake Yola, looking off toward the sun. It is shining beautifully. Let's head to downtown looking good. The Orlando International Airport looking good. Let's head over to Disney looking good. Up to Ocala. Did have some fog earlier. That has uh, been able to lift over to okay right let's just take a minute that's beautiful as we look over to new smyrna beach it almost looks like that should be photoshop but that's i mean that's the live shot that's what that's what we've got yeah kind of wild isn't it all right let's head down the shoreline the kennedy space center looking off to the sunrise over the cape canaveral space force station it is lovely but we come over to coco and we've got a nice dark cloud working our direction and under that dark cloud there's some rain yeah and i think that that's kind of the story beautiful sunshine as well here in melbourne so temperatures out the door 60s for some 70s for the rest of us it is lovely but when we pop up our first warning live doppler radar there are showers so let's start up to the north and work our way south a little bit of rain earlier around flagler county that is continuing to work inland for volusia county deland deltona orange city we have been and will continue to watch some of these showers a quick passing downpour in Orange City along 1792 along uh, Woodland there passing through to Barry shortly. Then it moves inland. No big deal. Not a problem for you. Uh, wider perspective showing the metro is nice and quiet, but around Chuliota, Wedgefield, um, Christmas, Lake Pickett area watching a nice little downpour working in your direction. This is all from our live radar. Uh, over toward the Brevard County area, notice on the Barrier Island, we've got a few showers out your direction. That'll continue to move in here in the next couple of minutes, but hey, it's not too bad. And we know that this is in the forecast, a 10% coverage of rain this morning. We're going to up it to a 30% coverage of rain later on today. So just, just a heads up, people. We're gonna be good to go. Carolyn, good morning to you. Annie, good morning. Beverly says, did not need another Floreaster track this season. Yeah, Beverly, you're not wrong. I am 100% in agreement with you. Of course, what Beverly's talking about is the little tropical, perhaps, feature that is moving our direction. So let's talk about what's going on in our weather scenario right now, shall we? Uh, we've got this just mess of moisture out around Puerto Rico. A really crummy weekend for them, okay? Um, Facebook users says, tell everyone how bad the storm could be for the entire east coast of Florida damage along the beaches. My concern is rainfall for flooding. I'm working on it, Facebook user. I've got to get there. Let me set, let me 
set the story up first. Um, real rough weekend for Puerto Rico, just clouds, rain, not the best, okay? Not anything organized right now, but this is going to gradually lift to the north, and as it does so, that's where it runs into an environment we think that is favorable for some sort of tropical development, okay? <clears throat> that said, that's not exactly what we need because of the rough surf, the breaking waves, obviously beach erosion. And, and truthfully, beach erosion is a big concern of mine because uh, as I had mentioned yesterday when we were flying in Chopper 2, just after Ian, there was just massive amounts of erosion. Uh, the dunes were beat up. A lot of seawalls were even damaged. And every fall, especially into winter seasons, we have um, storms that just beat up the shoreline. I wasn't necessarily wanting something this quickly after Ian, but here we are. So. 60% medium likelihood that this gets into tropical or subtropical depression, tropical or subtropical storm status. It will not surprise me if we get, if we, how do I word this with, with actual English here? Um, it would not surprise me to get a potential tropical cyclone dubbed here in the next couple days. Because you figure, and, and we'll look at the model data, but... The whole purpose of a PTC, Potential Tropical Cyclone, and it's my least favorite terminology from the National Hurricane Center, but its whole purpose is to warn areas of potential impacts. That's us. That's the Bahamas. So I would expect over the, you know, this weekend, perhaps, uh, to get a Potential Tropical Cyclone dubbed down here. What'll be interesting is if they do that before anything really gets going down there. So, you know... It'll be interesting to watch. But when that happens, remember, a potential tropical cyclone does not mean that it's, it's developed. What it means is that they want to start issuing advisories for it, okay? So remember that. More than likely, I would think, um, if they do something like that, it would probably be tomorrow or Monday, all right? But anyway, so that's where we're at. Medium likelihood of developing, okay? All right, so what, what are we even talking about here first? Let's just kind of look at the overall scenario. For us right now, looking ahead to Monday, we're watching an area of low pressure developing, driving in a breeze to us, and of course, as that happens, gusty showers. Then Tuesday, Wednesday, we start to watch something moving toward the peninsula. Is it a tropical depression? A subtropical depression? Is it a tropical storm? Subtropical storm? You know, we'll have to watch and continue to follow the trends. It's possible. We do not expect this to become like a major hurricane, though, okay? So I want to be very clear on that. So when we look at the overall kind of timeline, this is what I want you to be knowing. This weekend, we're just watching. It's lowering pressure. It's going to start forming this weekend. Nothing expected to rapidly explode. That's good news, okay? All right, after that... Looking ahead to early next week, like Monday, Tuesday, it's starting to work toward us, whether it's South Florida, whether it's Central Florida, you know, we've got different models giving different ideas, but it's something to watch, okay? Our rain chances rise. Those showers are moving in our direction. And then by midweek, as whatever it is brings the majority of the impacts, 
that's where we're looking at um, the gusty downpours, the rough surf, the rip currents, and of course the beach erosion. And and to be honest, to me, that's the the, the biggest concerns to me are going to be on our coastal communities because that's where we've been beat up from Ian, especially for Volusia and Flagler counties, okay? But it's, you know, for the inland areas, it's just some showers and some breeze. It's along the shoreline that you're talking about that battering wave action, waves running, uh, you know, six to nine feet, uh, winds 25, 35, 40 miles per hour with gusts perhaps even higher than that, especially right at the beach. Um, and so, you know, that, that, those are my concerns. David, we don't talk politics here, buddy. We don't talk politics here. I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to tell you again. That's not what we do. Yeah. So, uh, just keep that in mind. Uh, models last night were trying to get a little feisty. Thankfully they have backed off just a little bit. But uh, here, here's kind of what we're looking at, all right? So let's just, let's just illustrate this together, okay? Um, having my son's birthday party in our backyard today is rain expected, Nancy's asking. A few showers, Nancy, but uh, we can handle a few showers, right? Any major flooding concern, Kristen? We'll look at that. We'll definitely look at that. All right, so here's the GFS model. This is the 60, the most recent run of the model. And if you're listening to us in the podcast form, uh, I will explain it as best as I can, all right? All right, so going through timestamp, by the way, in the top right corner. So that is 12Z. That is Monday morning at, uh, what is it, 7 a.m. because we're going to daylight saving time deal. Um, broad, low pressure outside of the Bahamas. All right, deepening but moving towards South Florida. That is Wednesday at 60. So that's 1 a.m. Wednesday morning Eastern time. 1,003, 1,002 millibar low pressure, 1,003 millibar low pressure area near um, the Keys. All right, that's Thursday. Then out into the Gulf. Notice it's trying to develop in the Gulf. That's not fun. 988, 989. That's Saturday, 0Z Saturday, which is actually Friday at 7 p.m. All right, so there it is. That is a 989 low, which... Uh, let me uh, get the, just, just a, a rough translation, 989 millibars, okay, would, would make that a hurricane, all right? So, um, uh, you know, the GFS, while the GFS has been the most gangbuster in terms of intensity, you can't write it off, okay? So there, that would be a, a low-end hurricane out in the Gulf of Mexico, and then making landfall, what's that pressure there? Let me zoom this into Florida so that we can get a, a clear perspective because my eyes are not what they used to be. 987 millibar low? Yeah, so that, 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 would, be, that would be a hurricane, a Category 1 hurricane, but 987 millibars, that's, that's, that's a Category 1 hurricane. So what we would actually see is it kind of starts off the shoreline from the Atlantic side, loops across, and then crosses over. That would be Saturday hurricane. That would be 4 a.m. So Friday into Saturday. Couple of things uh, that would mean. First off, my days off would be canceled because why not? 
Okay, so uh, interesting. Uh, I see some people asking about like Artemis and things like that. The good news is we're not, you know, we're not looking at a hurricane impacting the East Coast necessarily. It would be uh, more of a West Coast thing and then crossing out and moving through. Um, that's, that's the GFS, okay? Now let's go back to the Caribbean view. Let me go back. Give me a few seconds to reset this around. Let's switch over to the European. And let's see what it's doing. Broadening, broad low pressure, 1,005, and that's as far out as the 6E goes. We can go back to the 12Z. Moving it across South Florida, out into the Gulf, and then looping it around. So we've kind of got, we've kind of got both models doing the same thing, okay? Both models are bringing it Atlantic side over Florida, kind of to the Gulf side, and then looping it back out. Um, the GFS wants to really deepen it. Notice the time difference, the GFS versus the European, you know. This is Thursday on the European, whereas the GFS, actually, I guess they're pretty close. The, the GFS, though, wants it to be a little stronger. So, you know, th there's a lot of question marks. It's not even an invest right now, you know. Like, let's just look at the satellite as it is right now, okay. Um, it's not even an invest. So in terms of what it's going to do, the models are not getting a good grasp. That's number one. Number two, and perhaps most important, whether or not it develops into anything or not, the impacts are the same for us. Gusty winds, downpours, um, beach erosion concerns for sure. And, and that to me is the big thing. So let's look and just compare the difference. Okay, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put the wind gust swath up and this is going to be kind of peak winds based on the two models, okay? This is peak winds off of the GFS. You know what, we could even move it to an Orlando view. All right, peak winds on the GFS. Now keep in mind that that's the, that's the more bullish um, of the scenario. And the area like at Lake County, West Coast, that's like 50 or so mile per hour, 45, 50 mile per hour winds or so. Uh, the rest of Central Florida, 35 to 40. And that's the, that's the GFS. If we look over to the European, it's not much different. So again, even the stronger model versus the weaker model, we're, we're looking at kind of the same scenario, just gusty breeze beach erosion, that sort of thing. How much rain could we be talking about? All right, this is the European rainfall. Uh, you can see it's going with two, three, four inches out east and then kind of tapering it off little by little. Let's switch over to the GFS. Okay. Showing some areas five inches, some areas one inch. So um, the models are not in alignment, at least in the long term. If we, if we were to just look at them side by side, I think that this would at least illustrate kind of the, the gist of things, okay? European and GFS, you've got both models are wanting to develop something and bring it over, whereas about at that point, right? Like late week, that's where the models start to differ in terms of does it strengthen? Does it, you know, stay a little weaker? Does it move inland? You know, and, and, and that is where we'll have to watch, okay? 
But the bottom line is this, okay? The bottom line is this, and and I, I, my goal, I, I swear to you, my goal in my career is to never hype, is to just give it to you straight like you would want a doctor to. I'm certainly not claiming to be a doctor, but um, I, I want to give it to you and um, make sure you've got all the information you can to impact you and your family, all right? So here's what I do know. No matter what happens in development, we're going to be wet this upcoming week. We're going to wish for sunshine. So enjoy the sunshine we've got this weekend, right? Yeah, 60, 70, 80% coverage of rain. In the words of the great Ollie Williams, it's gonna rain. Thanks, Ollie. Okay. Now, questions. Looks like almost a Fujiwara type of movement. Yeah, Frank, it's kind of trying to initialize multiple vortices, and that's that's what we have to watch. Ryan says we don't need this at all. It's, I mean, it's true. Uh, you know, the good news, at least when we look at the drought, when we look at our Keech Byram drought numbers, um, we are still quite damp across central Florida. So at least there's that, right? Mary, if it crosses over to Cat 1, should we expect Ian-like conditions? Let's, let's, you know, at the moment, the models are not hinting that at all. At the moment, we just need to watch and see how this plays out. Um, Scott, wasn't the GFS totally different last night? Uh, that's the problem. You know, the GFS has been consistent on its, here, let's dial this up, all right? Let me turn it around, give me a few seconds. Uh, GFS, we will do... Where's the pressure button? Oh, it's because I'm not. Hold on. Uh, we'll go to Caribbean view. We'll do pressure anomaly. Okay. All right. So this is the current run. Kind of going through the keys, developing in the Gulf and moving in. All right. Let's just look at the last few GFS runs. Let's go one model run back. All right. East of us, weaker, and then maybe trying to develop into something of a tropical storm in the Gulf and then looping back around. Let's go two model runs back. Stronger, 982, 9, ugh, 979 low. A 979 low would be a, like a Cat 2. So don't like that. Uh, if we go three model runs back, what is that? That's a 984 low, so that's that's like a it's like a cat one, and then around. So anyway, the GFS is consistent on developing it. Its overall intensity, though, is 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 lower. Now let's look at the European. Weaker. Let's go back. Next European. Weaker, yeah. So the European has been weaker. The GFS has been inconsistent in positioning and movement, but consistent in trying to develop it. All right? My brother says the GFS is always trying to start something. Man, isn't that the truth? 
but you can't write it off because if there's one thing, and, and this is the reality, and maybe I should make a graphic on this because um, what essentially is playing out here, which is interesting, watch the timing here. Both the GFS and the European consistent through Monday of an area of low pressure kind of trying to develop. Where they go inconsistent is right there. 7.30 a.m. Wednesday, notice the European comes ashore, the GFS does not. The European stays weaker, why? Because it comes in and runs right into wind shear. Whereas the overall idea is that the GFS misses that wind shear. See how the European is already being picked up by Friday? Picked up and moved out? Wind shear's doing that. So European is faster in terms of forward momentum, but it runs into wind shear and the wind shear blows it out of here. Whereas the GFS is like, nope, I'm gonna chill out east of Florida, wait for that wind shear to pass and then go. And that's why you've got the difference between the two models. The European running into the wind shear, the GFS is waiting it out for that opportunity to sneak in. So that's where you've got the two differences. Which one plays out? This is going to be a primary example of atmospheric fluid dynamics where we just kind of have to watch and see how it goes, right? We don't yet have a center of circulation. Like why is it, you know, I saw somebody online was like, why isn't this an invest? Be because there's not really anything there. You have to have something there to be able to have the hurricane center tag and invest. And we don't have that. So until we do, the models are going to do poorly. And until it tries to start getting going, the models are going to do poorly. So we're just kind of having to play this out, all right? My flight leaves around 7 a.m. Thursday. Will this impact it? Listen, flights can go and come through rain. That's not a problem, not a big deal, right? I don't think we're talking about anything, at least right now, that we're gonna have to like close the airports for, but we'll have to watch. We'll see how this plays out, you know? Uh, Jay's asking what conditions would be needed for development of a hurricane and are those conditions present or potentially present? We were just talking about that. Yeah, it's all about wind shear. All right. Uh, Tim says, I just saw your pocket square on TV. Christina has three minutes. It's, it's time for, it's time for Christina. Coffee talk with Christina. Who says your pocket square was great? Good morning, Tim. everyone. Tim Johnson. Tim, we agree. We love the pocket square. I just ordered a few additional this morning. Ernesto, our director, says, wait, wait, that just processed. You ordered some more? I did. Look, look, look. Yay! Here, let me find. Um, stand by, stand by this. Oh, those are nice. Perfect. With, with the trim. Look. With the, can you I see it? I love it. Of course, it's not going to like, of course, of course. You'll it's, see them it's, on It's TV. color with like a, it, it's like a white with a color trim. They look great. Thank you. You always look great. This Bye, thing. She's a goddess of, of <laughs> I adore her. What can be said? Uh, let's see here. Is this the kind of rain event that could impact Port Canaveral? How much time? Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to impact all of us. Look at the seven day forecast. Like we're all gonna be getting rain. You know what I mean? That's just, that's just where we're at. Brian, question, with how much the waters have been disturbed from all the recent tropical systems coming through so rapidly, is that a contributing factor to why all of these storms are forming so rapidly because the water's being disturbed and stirred up? Ironically, it would be the opposite, Brian, because when you get tropical systems, they churn up the water, which drives up colder water from the bottom. So ironically enough, churning the water would have the negative effect and 
help to kill tropical systems. Um, cold water upwilling. So yeah, that's not the case. Nikki's asking, what does Futurecast say? That was on the nose for Ian. So the problem with Futurecast, it doesn't go out far enough. Um, I've got it. I was, I was running it earlier. Here's Futurecast. It just doesn't, it doesn't go out far enough. So there it is. Yeah, it stops right there, Monday, with a, with a developing storm system out east. Yeah, that's as far out as it goes. It's 11 p.m., eh, maybe midnight into Tuesday. One, yeah, 1 a.m. Tuesday. That's as far as Futurecast goes. But it does show a developing system. Yeah, I agree. Futurecast did among the best, I think, with Ian. I think it did a really good job, but it doesn't, it's, it's too far out for it still. Thank you, Corey. What does the spaghetti model say? It doesn't. Because it's not an invest, there is no spaghetti models running on this. So, yeah, we don't, we don't have that yet. So we're having to still stick with our global models. Um, and, and that's kind of the, the area that we're expecting development. All right. Arnett says, nice suit. Thank you very much, my dear. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That is one more beautiful tie. Oh, thank you. It's UC we're going UCF today. All right. All right. We're on the air, which means I have got to run. Listen, we're going to be monitoring this very, very closely through the course of the day, through the course of the weekend, through the next couple of days. All right. In the meantime, be the sunshine in someone else's day. Thank you so much for hanging out for Coffee Talk. I will see you guys and gals uh, on TV in a couple of minutes. And I will see you on Coffee Talk tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Be good. Thank you all. Bye.